0: The summer storm seemed harmless at first. but struck when I hot August not unlike long tonight. Pretty little alerts buzzed happily across every cell inside the safety and sanity while it My wife, Emily, she was the first to read the emergency message aloud to the group. Flash flood warnings in the area, she announced. With misplaced sing song powers. Oh, I love to watch the good story. No sooner than she spoke, the evening sky erupted with forks of angry yellow lightning and buckets of cascading rain. Four of us eagerly crowded around the bay windows to watch. That night, we were entertaining guests at our house in the New Jersey suburbs. Emily's best friend Diana was visiting from the city. Unfortunately for me, that meant her annoying and arrogant qualified would be a lawful woman. Aaron was awful. I with the storm would save me from another one of his self-righteous servants. I was wrong, Aaron. Jeez! This rain is biblical! I started shaving myself for a bit. Noah's Ark withstood many times this rain. Isn't that a fun fact? The Lord always provides. It was thankfully the gutters on our our middle-class walls and the mid fixer rubber were filling in seconds. That was about eight on the long list of things to fix. First, well, again, or the I believe there is wouldn't share That should count for everybody. Emily really countered with sass. I believe the basement might flood with this much rain, I muttered to no one in particular. Oh, gorgeous! Aaron said sarcastically. You might want to have a guy look at that, bud. That's dangerous if you plan on having kids here. He continued on about having a guy for everyone in situation which was really just his wealthy of wealth. I motioned Emma she made me lordly in the kitchen, and i take me two steps down, it was apparent that I was right on the In extreme circumstances, that outdoor stairwell, well, if there's too much water, it's such a short at the time, if the top. An avalanche of water would pour into the basement as a means to evacuate and now fill the now filled basin on the steps inside. The end result was that our floors were filthy and covered in inches of water. I wonder the couple of quick shits. In a panic, I turned off the circuits of the entire group. The lights cut accordingly. We were left in complete darkness silence. Suddenly, the only sounds were Aaron's muted voice and the angry pattering of him. And then, I slouched across the cold water and reached out as the back blackness sword. After which tightened a couple of seconds, I ran my arms out in shaking cold frame, and thank God she was alright. called that an overreaction at this stage, but my nerves were already shot, and I thought she got shocked. W- what happened? Uh, uh, are you okay? I asked, and grasped, caught her breath. Something swam by me! The prospect of dealing with an insurance provider did not freak me out already. That did. Panic built up inside my throat like a lump. We need to shovel the water out the staircase. The drain must be clogged. I started to look for my boots, but they must have floated into the office. I'll be right back. Maybe Aaron will help me. N- no! Emily shouted. She gripped my arm so hard that there were red impressions from her fingers. do not go outside, I- it's dangerous. She was right. As always. The wounds alone were sure to take down the Not to mention the lightning passed into like a constant convulsive current. Either of those things made going outside appear stupidly. The emergency room, more people to stay in doors. We headed back upstairs to the kitchen. Depressed, a depressed Warwick screen to us. it was the first degree of some time. Look at the two of you. Did you pop a pipe? I ignored it. So did everyone. We pissed enough. up. Towns for their bullshit and reached an all-time low. Soon enough, he ran around the corner and let out an open guffaw at our dressed clothes in here. How's the weather down there, guys? Huh? Right? I think I remembered something about this stuff from my golf cabin. I reckon, especially now. Emily really gas for my life. but I didn't care at the time. He was an asshole, he deserved it. I escaped the kitchen to this entity of my bedroom in search of some dry clothes. Our German Shepherd Roma was locked there by herself. Aaron didn't like dogs. Of course, Roma seemed to be taking the tough treatment rather well. She had been quiet all night, but now that I was in there, I could see her head was stuck on the bed. I reached out to her head, but was greeted with a nasty snarl and turned. Emily's voice echoed through her head as pulled me away from the dog before I could give her any concern. Oh my god! Matt, it's hailing! Either the devil was dancing on a rooftop, or she was right again. I looked outside and saw fist sized Balls of ice punched their ways into the pavement of our already tripped driveway. I cursed myself, this time for leaving the car outside. We closed the bedroom behind me and joined the group back in the kitchen. Diana seemed to be following the same line of thought. Emily! The Jag is out there! That stupid car costs more than this house! Can we use your garage? She asked. Well... Well, I guess our car is in there. She shot me a no glance. But don't go outside, Dean. It's rather unsafe. It's just a little ice water in August, she started. Hey, maybe those asshole scientists were right, huh? Pastor Pete says not to trust it. Just another hoax. She pulled open the deck door before we could protest her anymore. This is bonkers! Guys, it's freezing! You feel this? Are we still in New Jersey? I did. The air was so cold that it walked its way through the kitchen, subconsciously. The three of us backed away from the open door just as the balls of hail and the sky shifted to pristine snowflakes. Diana! Get inside! Now! Aaron started. I'll be right back, I'm... Stop! She countered from the doorway. Diana! You stupid fucking idiot! Get back in the house right now! Aaron said sternly. How Of course, that made Diane more mad. She slammed the door and disappeared into the broad fog. And then, there was quiet. We waited in silence. At first, it only felt like a minute. The moon was pacing back and forth while I surveyed the damage to the rest of the house. A few trees seemed to have fallen in the backyard. The snow was accumulating at a record pace. In what seemed like only a couple of minutes, there was already half a foot on the ground. The wind whipped back and forth to create drifts of a foot or deeper. I was watching it from the bathroom when Aaron called out for our attention. I never heard the car start." The three of us converged again by the deck door. The backyard was a backdrop of white. It was impossible to see the driveway. Did either of you hear a car? We have to go out and find her, Aaron continued in growing frenzy. We can't go out there, Emily said in a mouse-like tone. Aaron looked from me to my wife. I shrugged in his direction to hell with both of you. You belong in there with your mortality bullshit. Open the door." Aaron pushed him out of the way in haste. Before he got halfway there, I grabbed him by the collar and threw him out of the door myself. Then I slammed it shut. The house was then quiet. We were left with Aaron's garden thrown back inside the room. Was just about to remark about what an asshole he was. And suddenly, <coughs> an punched through the stone. Emily and I stood. Emily and I darted to the deck to check it out. At first, there was nothing to see. Waves of snow sheets encompassed every corner and tree branch in our apartment. Visibility was smoke. Then, in the corner of the yard, A flash of a red jacket alerted my eyes, to the shape moving quickly by the driver. It was the same. He was trying to run across the snow, but he wasn't getting farther. He kept looking behind him, at something right outside of my line of sight. After a few feet, he seemed to give up altogether, fall helplessly to the ground. Then the thing behind it came into forest. Oh god. Oh my god. Oh my god, Matt. Matt! Look at it! Look at it! Look at it! Look at it! What the fuck is that? Snow blocked most of my view. But some facts were easily discernible. In comparison to Aaron, the creature stood at least three feet tall. Its back was hunched his skin was covered in matted, dark-colored hair. It followed our former friend, Lisa. There was no haste to his movement. When I caught it, it lifted him up into the air, like a chew toy. The sickening crunch was more than enough for me to grab Emily and hold her eyes up against my shoulders. Neither of us needed the scene. anymore. My first instinct was to lock the doors. Lola was barking. And that would draw attention. I knew whatever was outside would soon set its sights on the house. I grabbed Emily's hand and ran to lock each door. For once, I thanked myself for spending money on security. Itself. When I was done, we huddled in the bedroom with the dog and waited it out. It was quiet again. I know given the absolute shit show that we just witnessed outside our own house you would think we would be panicked but Lola now knew to be sad she took her spot under the bed Emily whimpered, but her voice was muffled under the covers I watched the windows the snow wasn't stopping after only an hour or so more than a foot piled up there is always a stillness in nature when such a storm occurs, but there was something too still. Sure enough, moments later the loud crunch of footsteps outside confirmed my theory. Open the door. Echoed a familiar and haunting voice from somewhere in the distance. open the door and little wolf cried by my side. I felt helpless. Something had started to tap on the walls of the house. It ran back and forth, tapping each door and window. Like it was searching for a weakness. The noise sounded like long nails clicking against the wood frames. Seemingly frustrated, the voice called out again. This time, in a horrible parody of Diana's obnoxious Brooklyn accent. Just... The curious scratching focused on the door. Then, she's back. This is fun. It screeched. With a horribly throaty laugh. I coughed. The voice was horribly disjointed as it switched between Diana's and Aaron's. Two very distinctive tones. Open the door. Please, man. Open the door. Open the door. Open the door. Open the door only screamed alongside his hysterical, horribly wounded, yet still battle-ready tone of her voice. Go fuck yourself! Then, she did something I've never seen her do in five years of marriage. She got down on one knee and prayed. Prayer was not to anyone in particular. was never that religious. I couldn't even hear much of what she was saying through the horrible banging outside. But somehow, she looked at peace. She thanked someone, anyone, for our life. She thanked them for our house, and for our memories inside, for all the warm times and holidays spent around the fireside with seasons of Netflix and cases of bottles of wine she thanked them she thanked them all all of them any and all gods that might be present on earth on that hellish evening when she was finished she offered them one final line if someone is watching what is happening to us she started to sob desperately along the sweeps. Please. Help. Something answered. The pounding receded. Weakly at first. Then came great footsteps that arrived, exited the same way they came. After another agonizingly silent hour, the snow started to taper and disappeared altogether. The moonlight crept into the windows as clouds receded and the snow melted swiftly in the sunrise. When the morning came, the weather finally died down. Our friends were reported missing. They have not been found. Tonight is the one year anniversary of their disappearance. There is a warning for another severe storm. We will not be opening the door. Oh, my God.